This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Right away. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the bullpen. This is Monday. May as well be Wednesday. I mean, you know, this is one of those weeks. I love it. One of those weeks it's going to go by real fast because, well, for most of us, many of us, not all of us, but many of us, we only got about three days to plow through. Plaster on that fake smile and plow through (laughs) three more days, my friend. Usually we are not the ones who get the holidays off, but ESPN allows us the, uh, the, the chance. We're, we're grateful. We're grateful to we're ESPN. We're grateful for them. And we're Waterloo. Gra- we're grateful to Waterloo Media. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, that we'll, we'll take a four-day weekend. Wow, Absolutely. Talk about your Monday afternoon love fest. Gross. Well, you started it, dude. I know. It's my fault. This is all your fault. <laughs> well, there's going to be a love fest because we, uh, we're, we're opening up the show with, with our labor of love. And, Is uh, it labor of love, uh, though? Because actually, I'm not a little labor. annoyed looking at this list. Why I'm are you not annoyed? Lie. Because you caught a lot of these guys on the tail end of their careers. Well, Is that the problem? No, like, I'm, like, I, like I said. What we're talking about is the new Baseball Writers of America Hall of Fame 2023 ballot. Which is a pretty exciting ballot. It's a very exciting ballot. However, I can't help but feel a little frustrated because I'm used to looking at ballots and being like, looking at a couple names like, yeah, I've heard of this guy. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. I I got to see the last couple years of his career or, or maybe I missed it completely. I know everyone on this list yeah. and I watched them throughout their entire career. Yeah. Sorry to get loud, but man, that was a that was a wake up call this morning. You have 14 Omar Vizquel on, on here. I remember watching him in '92. Yeah, he's he's been on. Uh, this is not his first rodeo. Yeah, I know he's almost done. Yeah, and then you got Houston Street right above him. Yeah, book him, baby. Former Westlake U- UT grad, yeah. Houston Street, one of the phenomenal. I remember Francisco he was a phenomenal Rodriguez closer. with the Angels. Yeah, just a dominant closer. Yeah, where the hell's he been? Retired. He's been retired. Ah. So we die. We have uh, Car- Carlos Beltran, another, another one of the big names Andre here. Andre Ethier, Ari uh, Dickey, the ultimate knuckleballer. I remember when he was on the Mariners a couple years. We're talking about uh, the, the new Baseball Writers Association uh, of America Hall of Fame ballot. 14 newcomers on this list uh, on, the, ball, uh, on the, the ballot here. Mr. Guitar Player himself, the high leg kick himself, Bronson Arroyo. Yeah. Woo! I remember Bronson. Uh, he, that, he that leg kick. Had some. Uh, Got that thing up in the air. Interesting hairstyles Bronson had over the years. They were uh, just, it was just long. Martin mainly. Burley? Yeah. Uh, Martin, there is a guy. That, that he threw some, good. No, I mean, didn't he throw a perfect game? Not uh, only that, he threw it in like an hour and 40 yeah, minutes, yeah, it was just, minutes it was too. ridiculous. Like the fastest pitcher I've ever seen. Yeah, he, so he was great. A lot of really exciting names on here. So, uh, yeah, Jared as you Weaver. mentioned, uh, <laughs> we've got R.A. Dickey, Houston Street, Francisco Rodriguez, Bronson Arroyo, Matt Kane. Uh, Who do you think gets in first, Tory Hunter or Alex Rodriguez? Uh, Tory Hunter. Thank you. Yeah, Tory Hunter gets in because Tory Hunter didn't cheat, and he was just a great guy. Well, there's that. Great guy, great center fielder. Loved watching his backdrop of all the uh, the bleachers behind him, taped over mm-hmm. or draped over. Man. Now you know, think about Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez in his younger days, when when he was when he was a Mariner in his early days with the Rangers, mm-hmm. you can make the argument that. He was a pretty nice, good young guy. He too. was on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Yes. Well, well, there I mean, was that. he had fifty home runs like his third year. See, he's one of those guys that he never needed the the PEDs. No, he didn't. He, he, he got didn't. influence. He was a kid. Barry Bonds could have made it to the Hall without what he what I'm 
100% sure he did. Uh, all those, a lot of those, Allegedly. Raphael Palmero, as he's up there wagging his finger at Congress. We wouldn't have had to do that in the first place if you just used your God-given natural yeah, talent. Yeah, we, we, we gave him a standing ovation in Safeco Field when he hit his 3,000th hit. A Raffy? Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to take all the, we want to take all that back. How that's dare a, you? That's a big deal. We had respect for that man because he destroyed us every year. So also in the ballot, uh, they're, they're joining Jacoby Ellsbury, Jason Worth, Mike Napoli, J.J. Hardy, uh, Johnny Peralta, the man who spells his name wrong, Andre Ethier, uh, all, all of whom are, are on there as well. Holdovers, we've got some big names too. Todd Helton, mm-hmm. Scott Rowland, the great Billy Wagner, once a fantastic closer for the That's Astros, right, yeah. among others. Um, man, I remember watching Jacoby Ellsbury win the College World Series with Oregon State. Yeah. That's how far back this list goes for me. And I remember when Jacoby Ellsbury Oof. was on uh, the 2004 Red Sox team that's that right. broke the curse. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a, it was, he was a very good player. Too. Was that before or after he went to the Yankees? That was, that was before. It was before? Okay. Yeah, that, no, he was he was with the Sox he, before he, ended he went his over career with the bad the, guys. Yeah. With the Yanks, right? Yeah. Kind of tailed off. That, yeah. was, that was a far de- That was a fast decline. He was not uh, He was not who he was, certainly toward the end of his career. Uh, so also, uh, you got Jeff Kent on this list. Last year of his eligibility here. I think he gets in. For, yeah, first, la- first last year, I think he will. I would love to see him in there. I How many do you think out in. of this list makes it? Mm. I'm going to say like four, maybe. Because yeah. a lot of these guys, it's their first first time. And you know those writers, you can never let a first ballot guy get uh, win first ballot if he's not potentially a first ballot. Yeah, unless your last name rhymes with Peter or Geeter. You're 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 probably not Griffey or or Riffy. Yeah. They didn't even give Griff. No, he got one. Oh, that's he right. Got, he he got ninety nine percent of the vote. One guy it had to be one. Had to be that one guy. You know how old that one guy is? Like ninety eight years old. Why he even gets a vote? I don't had to understand be him. it. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be exciting. Uh, any players elected, they're going to be inducted in uh, Cooperstown on July twenty third. I think the selection is going to be coming up on. Uh, the, or the, the, they're going to be announced late late January. Yeah, I think all these uh, deci- the, these ballots have to be postmarked by December thirty first, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one day we'll get one. Could be. be. Uh, so those who uh, the, they don't get it, uh, you know, if they fall off, they're going to be, I guess, eligible for uh, what that uh, the contemporary ballot. Yeah, that's down like the road. ten years later down yeah. the road or something like that. Um, you got to wait after that, but you get ten years on the ballot. Yeah, so there's been a bit of a logjam on the ballot in recent years with guys like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and 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 Kurt Schilling getting sizable shares of the vote, but not actually being elected. So you think with, you know, now that you got big names like that that aren't there anymore, it's gonna, probably going to clear the way for other big names. Um, John, my guess would be Scott Rowland. Of all those holdovers left, Scott Rowland to me seems like the most viable name. Yeah, to, to, uh, of, of uh, when you look at. Todd Helton and Billy Wagner, Scott Rowland. I think Scott Rowland makes the most sense of those three. Sure. Oh, I mean, not even Jeff Kent? No. I, I, I don't think uh, – I think Scott Rowland over Jeff Kent. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, Jeff Kent still has some years left, right? He's Is he fairly new on this no, list? I, I think uh, Jeff Kent's on it. Jeff Kent is the only final year candidate right, on okay. this list. Yeah. yeah. All the rest have years you left. Think Jeff Kent is on and, his last year. Yeah, him and Vizquel will probably get that contemporary one that you said down the road that would later make, on. That would make more sense. I see that for sure. They're re- they were really good players, man. I mean, Omar Vizquel had range I'd never seen before on, on a uh, Scott Bezio. Scott Bezio. Scott Bezio, wow. no hitter. How about him? Dude ran from... Where he he was deep in shortstop, closer to third, and somehow ran behind second and threw the ball, but basically where the second baseman stands and got the guy out within like a half a step to to get that to get that no hitter. Yeah. I mean he had ridiculous range, but he couldn't really hit that well. 
So you like Carlos Beltran. What do you think? Is he getting in? Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay. the whole the whole cheating conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know if it'll hurt him now, or I don't know if it hurt him later, but I think it's going to hurt him right now. See, that's the thing. Down the road, I think he's in. Uh, I like Mark Burley getting in this year. Mark Burley's got to get in. I feel like... Uh, Andre Ethier I like getting in. Uh, really? Yeah. Right? Not right now. No, well, maybe this, not. You're right. You know what? List. Maybe not that. Well, not, you're right. He's. You're right. He's I could maybe see two guys. I could maybe see... What about Andrew Jones or Torrey Hunter? Yeah, that, and I was thinking of Tor- at least some of these guys getting a good chunk of the vote, not maybe necessarily getting in, but there's no real shoe-ins here, I don't think. I mean, besides... So you got the, these the, besides Scott Rowland, I think there's no real shoe ins on. What on about this Andy list. Pettit and Manny Ramirez? And I think they'll get in eventually, but, but again, we're ballot, talking right? about baseball writers, and these guys are really old school, like you are, but maybe even more so because of how old they are. They don't like guys getting in after a certain <laughs> amount of votes, right? Like a certain right. amount of uh, times Time. on the ballot. Right. Yeah. They need to be on there for like seven years, eight years. Really make them sweat before they're like, ah, right here, we'll, we'll put them in. Now. Right. But I feel like now we're getting a lot, we're getting a, a newer uh, age range of writers, a lot more younger writers who hopefully don't think on the lines of that. And maybe when they see a guy on the ballot, you know, we'll vote for him because he's on the ballot, not because he's been on there for four years and like, all right, we'll finally give him his due after five years of campaigning. Because these guys have to campaign sure. every single year that they're on the ballot if they really want a realistic shot. Unless your name is Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Ken Griffey Jr. I think it's unfortunate, in too. In this day and age. You, you shouldn't have to camp after you put up a, a, a Hall of Fame-esque career. Exactly. Even if you're considered for it. Look you, at the you numbers. You shouldn't have to lobby yeah. for it once, the, once you're done. Not the numbers of times you've been on the ballot. Look at the numbers of your 10, 12, 13-year career that yeah. you just put out there. Yeah. Uh, names on here I don't see getting in. I, I, I don't think we'll see Visco. No. I don't think no. we'll see Billy Wagner. Probably not Manny Ramirez. We're not going to see Jason Wirth, Jared Weaver. Johnny Peralta. Jacoby Ellsbury, J.J. Hardy. Look, these are great players. Mike Napoli. These are great players. Yeah, fantastic. But they're not Hall of Fame worthy. Maybe Gary Sheffield down the road. Jimmy I, Rollins. I support Gary Sheffield. I do. Uh, Frank Rod, you know, because he was so good, but he'll probably be a while, too. They'll probably Angels will need to campaign for mm-hmm. him. It's like what they did with Edgar. Edgar Martinez has Hall of Fame numbers. They had to campaign down to the last second of his final year on eligibility to get him in. How many years did, was he? Was he straight up DH? Uh, most of them. I yeah, think only thoughts. like one. And and the, wasn't half. that a big deal? Well, he got hurt. Why. He was a third baseman. He was a good third baseman, but he got hurt. But that played a big role in, in his delayed yeah, because, injury, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and they didn't want the injury to get worse. And by that time, the DH was a thing. And we're like, all right, we'll put him out here and see how he does. They now named the the DH the designated hitter award is named after him. Please, and you made him wait ten years to get in the Hall of Fame. Well, you know he he, he he's a humble, gracious man. He is, uh, and he'll uh, tell and, you he's yeah. grateful for all the years yeah. he was on there. He didn't deserve. He'll tell you he didn't deserve it. Although couldn't have been named after were, after a, a, a nicer guy. Yeah, it really couldn't. That exactly. Award. That uh, yeah. He's one of the best. He was my friend's neighbor. Always a gracious guy. So there you go. Uh, some names on on the uh, 2023 Baseball Writers Association of America. Ballot, a Hall of Fame ballot. We'll see we'll what know happens. More, uh, yeah, in a few months, how how serious these guys took the, this list. You heard who's talking to Justin Verlander? Yes. The what do you think Mets about this? And the Dodgers. Potentially, did you hear that? I did Dodgers hear that. are in play now too. I did, and I and I'm start, I, I feel like, especially if the Mets don't make a move and they decided to to you know work something out with the Grom, I think the Mets. I mean, the the Dodgers make unfortunately the most sense. They got for, the money. They both have the money to take him. I don't see I mean, him coming up. back to Houston, though. I don't. 
I mean, Houston could certainly make Look, a move. Let him let him play the field. No, no, I let I, him play listen, the field. I, I, absolutely, he's going to play the field. I bet he still comes back to Houston, but he's gonna he's going to find out how much money he's really worth and give the give the Astros every advantage over everyone else first. One would hope. And now, if he doesn't he, mean they'll sign him after that, like you think the Mets might offer him forty, thirty five. No. You think Houston would match that? I mean, you know, the Mets need to be get real about what they can spend. Yeah, I, I think that if if they're going to lose a guy like Jacob Degrom, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay for like two years, fifty or like a uh, hundred mil for he's, Justin. Verlander. He's the Tom Brady of the MLB, dude. I know, but I mean, he's he's going to catch he's up with him eventually. I know he's coming off this, such a great great year, but you know what? So did Robbie Ray a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. look how that turned out. It yeah. just. Things cha- I know we're talking about different guys. I know, I know, I know. Horrible comparison. But he won a Cy Young in 2021. <laughs> right. Came back in 2022 and went nine and nine. You know, it. You never know. And I think he could cool. get hurt again and be out longer. I think it'd be cool if 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 Verlander did go to, to the Mets. Let's just say it'd be cool to see him back alongside Max Scherzer again. I guess. You know, well, old Tiger Tiger teammate. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. You remember? Yeah, I Are you too young for that? No, I would definitely not. <laughs> I was a Bellingham, Washington, um, watching, watching that I don't know. I, series. I'd love to see it, but I mean, so from what I understand, uh, the, the 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 club's actually reportedly considering a, a shorter term, higher annual average contract with Degrom, who's thirty five. Yeah, although he's dealt with some injuries in recent years, Verlander has He'll as well, paid. but he had that Tommy John surgery, so you could say arguably his arm's stronger than Degrom. Either way, um, yeah, Houston fans might be upset, but Justin Verlander will get paid this offseason. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, where do you see Science. Trey Turner landing in all this? Because he is by far the fastest free agent shortstop there. Is. Dude, all right. So notable free agent sprint speed. Um, the elite speed threshold is thirty plus feet per second. Yeah, and there's only one dude, one guy, Trey Turner, who runs thirty point three feet per second. Closest Brandon Nimmo at twenty eight point seven feet. So this gives him an a huge advantage as we're going into yeah. the, the the new rule changes. The, the the base size changes, uh, the, the some of the changes that are going to impact pitchers and how the, how many times they can look over and, yeah. and throw over. Yeah. Uh, I expect whoever I, I actually see Trey Turner. I think he's going to the Phillies, and I think that he's going to steal every. He's going to look like Willie Mays Hayes out there stealing everything and tacking up tacking up his little leather gloves to a. Uh, to sure. celebrate. And that's the rumor. That's the that's the uh, the sexy rumor that he's going to go to Philadelphia. I don't know if there's connection at all between him and Philly. But uh, man, let me tell you, he sure looked good in uh, teal and green and blue on the Pacific Northwest, where he'd be oh, probably the, the third fastest player on the on the team behind Teoscar Hernandez, Julio Rodriguez. Oh, you also got Dylan Moore in there, who is faster than most guys in MLB. No, it would, it would certainly add to us. But speedy, that's speedy where I, I am praying to every baseball baby Jesus out there that he signs with with the Mariners. If not him, I would take... Uh, I saw Glaber Torres as an option out there. Glaber the would inter- be a good interesting. Who's the other uh, uh, shortstop out there that everyone wants? Um, damn it. You caught, me at a, you caught me at a blank here. Well, regardless, that's where that's where I'd like to see him go. I'd like, I it seems like the sure bet is Philadelphia, but man, Seattle may be a wild card in there, and they got money to to spend on him. So do it. I think it'd be really cool. I I, I either way, I I I expect that he's gonna he's gonna get paid handsomely, and Nimmo will get paid handsomely as well. He may go back to the Mets, but you know the Mariners were rumored with him as well. I mean, yeah, and and think about the you know the the pitchers just the way that they would be limited in holding a guy like him on. Yeah, you know, with these rule changes. Uh, he's going to have four and a half le- four and a half less inches to run 
which I know oh, it doesn't sound like expanded bases, right? That's right. And we, and, this, and this is a this is the argument that I've had against these expanded bases because I've always uh, I've always thought that baseball's base pass were perfectly perfect. How many plays we've seen over the years? A matter that you, you couldn't even get a hair off your head in between mm-hmm. the difference between catch, you know, out and safe. Now you're going to have a four and a half inch difference in some of this, and right. and you get a guy like Trey Turner who can run faster than 30 feet per second. He's going to steal everything, everything yeah. under the sun. Amen. He's going to he, get some money. He's going to be a base path klepto, and uh, teams are going to hate him. So whoever picks him up is going to be great. They're going to be lucky. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and do you see Shohei Otani go anywhere? No. Not this year. Not this year? Not this year. I mean, they, they, they may trade him, but they, they've pretty much held Pat saying they won't. Uh, but, I mean, he's made it pretty vocal that he's not happy with the Angels. Clock's ticking for him if they want to do anything. I mean, I mean they still have Mike freaking Trout on that team, mm-hmm. dude. Like, they still have Poor a chance. Mike. Go spend some money. You may actually be able to keep him or at least make him happy all of next year before he leaves on his own because he ain't going to stay there after that year. But, man, he endured enough with that team. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, it just it's unfortunate. Two of, uh, two of the, the, the best all-around baseball players in the game right now playing for a place that they will ne- they'll never even sniff. Look, uh, at the end of the know, day, October, much less a, a World Series ring. That was their choice to go there. That was their choice to sign there. Doesn't and make it less, there. less tragic that we wouldn't see a guy it's like It's not Mike a bad Trout place to be. In October. Ever. Anaheim is not a bad place to be. They It is if not, you're not winning. They're not far away from from a, a fast also, rebuild if they just pay some players it's also and make California. some smart trades. I mean, they it's right in front of them. It's not that difficult. Team's probably going to go up for sale. I I, I think that they're going to they're going to have to make some big moves, and I think we'll see Shohei Otani. And if let's just assume he went he went out there, it would up in the hot stove market. I'm like sorry, we've if never there's ever seen anyone who needs to go to Philly the most, it's Mike Trout. First of all, get him out of the AL and get him in his hometown Phillies, where they just went to the World Series after 87 wins. You get him and possibly Trey Turner. Ain't nobody winning that, beating that I team. They're going to win 120 games. We're coming up here on the bullpen. We got some Longhorn talk on the way as your Texas Longhorns have risen in the AP Top 25, not once, but twice. That's right. And they're looking good on all fronts. 512-834-1027. You want to chat? Want to talk some Longhorns? You want to talk some NFL? You want to weigh in on yeah, some of this about baseball the beat down talk? that happened yesterday? How about Against that? Against two certain teams? How about that? Nasty. Let's go, Cowboys. Give us a call. We'll be right How about back. That? is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the bullpen. Monday edition. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins with you. You want to chat with us? 512-834-1027 is the way you do it. We'd be happy to take your phone call. That's right. Opinions are welcome. Opinions always. Are always welcome. You just got to get through Isaac first. Excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. Okay. Did you hear that? Did I? Did you hear that through the mic? I don't know. Okay. Perhaps. I tried really hard not to. I cranked up the uh, the, the bed. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> the teamwork there. Thanks. Uh, so, the, yeah, the Texas Longhorns have risen in uh, two top uh, two AP polls, top 25 AP polls, uh, beginning over in uh, Texas men's basketball after that huge win last week over Gonzaga. Texas Longhorns men ba- men's basketball now number four. Woo! Number four in the nation. Thank you for uh, beating... The Zags. And uh, much appreciated. Big 12 pretty well represented. They they joined three other Big 12 teams in the rankings, including the number seven Baylor Bears, the number three Kansas Jayhawks, and the number 21 Texas Tech Red Raiders. How about them Longhorns above them Baylor Bears? You got to love it. How about that? A TCU, West Virginia, both both also got some top 25 votes. 
Uh, so the, the Texas UT men's basketball, they've got some upcoming ranked non-conference matchups. It's going to give them a chance to probably rise even further up, up the national ranks. Well, they got in the Creighton season. next, who's they number 10. That, that's going to be a top 10 matchup coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I thought they were actually uh, – I thought they, uh, host, they host Creighton coming up on December 1st. Oh, but they, they? Actually I thought play, that was next. They actually, I think uh, they Maybe play, that's the next home game. I believe they play host to Northern Arizona, but not at the Moody Center gotcha. tonight. So that's, that's what got yeah, me confused. Yeah. All right. uh, but tip off for that game, well, 730. No, I'm not going to worry about Northern Arizona before Creighton. No. Sorry. Creighton Sorry, is definitely the, the one to worry about. Yeah. Uh, certainly. They will take you seriously. We don't have to. And Gonzaga <laughs> probably t- should have taken UT a little more seriously as well. Yeah, well, didn't they have a bounce back win last night against uh, uh, Kentucky? I believe they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they still lost to UT. That's and Spokane good for them for that. Arena, right? The amount of times I've heard Spokane Spok- in the last like week and a half is Sp- really weird. Better than Spokane, right? Spokane. That's okay. It's still that's Spokane. a lot of people say that. Spokane, Compton, you know, whatever. That's weird people too. So yeah, it's personal preference. Sure. Uh, so oh, now over in in, uh, in football. The Longhorns have also moved back up, making back in a, the rankings. a return once again to the top 25 rankings at number 24. The ebb and flow continues for the Texas Longhorns. You know what? That's ranking. okay. That, that, that'll that make you feel good at the end of the year seeing a number next to your name, all right, regardless of where it is. I can't, if you're I can't in the top 25 at the end of the year, you had a, you had the top 25 team in the country, mm. all right? So you have something to be proud of. Mm. And look, won five games last year. You're already at eight, seven. Yeah. Potentially yeah, yeah, for seven eight. and four. I know Baylor looked pretty still dang the, good this weekend, I, you know, I, but I, I still you, do not fear don't them. Count them out this weekend. You just had Bijan run for almost two hundred and fifty yards and four tutties. I know he's he's nearing some records. He's nearing some big names. He's in rarefied air nearly with names like Williams and Campbell and Benson. Right. You give him twenty five carries next week. Hello, and I think he can do it Eight because wins, I going to a bowl. I, I I think if I'm not mistaken, Baylor's given up uh, likes to give up. And that is why you should not fear them when you have a Heisman caliber running back. Look what they just did right with the there. number four team. This past yeah. Weekend. They, they, they took it to the wire with them. In fact, you could argue. They've taken it to the wire to most most games. Yeah. have been close. Yeah. Uh, and which is why, actually, and I found this article. I pulled it uh, just uh, since we're on that note. Paul Feinbaum not giving, uh, who, who, by the way, comes He's up after have us to at 2 p.m. here, not giving TCU any credit here, not giving the Big 12 any credit, basically saying that this TCU team does not belong at number four, that if you put them up against any of these other SEC teams, including LSU, uh, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that they lose handily, handily. Well, you know how you find out that? You let them play in the playoffs because they are in the, the last spot for it. True. Now look so at, you look get at the number one team. Texas. You get Georgia. So, well, and, if, it, if it ended today. One of those teams he's talking about is, is Alabama. He put TCU up against Alabama. Oh, against of course Trump. he did. Well, well look, what, look what Texas did with Alabama at the beginning of the season. Look what TCU did to Texas. I, I say there's probably a pretty good chance TCU hangs in there, with Alabama, especially the way Alabama But you know now. he'll give the arm, argument, well, in the beginning of the year, they were the different team. Of course he does, because he's a clown. Team. No. I'm clown saying, up right after if us. it's not SEC related, <laughs> it's not. it doesn't matter with this guy. I know, he's a homer. He is, and he's it's homer. and it's well-known fact, and he will admit that himself. Just listen to the show after us. Oh, yeah, I hear you. We got... It's coming up at 2 p.m. Yeah. In case you want to check it enjoy out. Enjoy it. Uh, but uh, so, so moving further into the AP Top we'll 25 here. Uh, Georgia, again, got uh, the vast majority of the first place votes, 62 of 63 first place votes. The uh, top four teams holding on to their places after playing varying degrees of close games on Saturday. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Here's where things change up, though. Number five, 
now hold the fifth ranked uh, USC Trojans for Lincoln what, what I Riley believe. Effect. Let me see here. I, I just threw out this number to you, but uh, yeah, this is the uh, 283rd time in poll history that the USC has been a top five team. That is the seventh most behind Nebraska. Good for them. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's great for them. 13 en- behind Enjoy Nebraska. your cold weather next year, you dummies. <laughs> so we got to LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Tennessee, Oregon rounding out the top 10. Penn State, your guys, Washington. Holla. Uh, Notre Dame, Utah, Kansas State at 15. Uh, or 11 through 15, I should say. I, 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 I'm... And then rounding things out, we got Florida State, UCLA, North Carolina, Tulane, Ole Miss, Cincinnati, Oregon State, Coastal Carolina, Texas, and UCF. If you hear the annoyance in my voice, it's because it's what I've been complaining about all day, that the Washington at number 12? Number 12. Is a, a one ASU, Sands ASU loss away from being 10-1, and one, and also three minutes away from beating UCLA at, at UCLA to being undefeated. And probably a top five team as well, maybe top six. Possible. Depending, probably underneath uh, USC. But man, I'm just, that's so frustrating how just, how close, how just, how close you can be to being a top five, top 10 team. You can make a similar argument about I'm, Texas. I'm not, and, then, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how close Texas has been mm-hmm. to being a top 15, top 10 team with just a, they just needed a little more time with some of these games. And meant- it's a whole different year. You mentioned the, uh, the the Lincoln Riley effect. It was certainly one of the best turnarounds in in, in recent memory. The Trojans uh, they went from four wins to ten regular season finale, still against Notre Dame and Pac-12 championship game still to go. And look at Oklahoma. And you know why? Because Lincoln Riley poached all those guys to USC. Speaking of whom, they uh, knocked Oklahoma State out of the top twenty-five. Well, yeah. which uh, you know, That's I another I, I tough did, loss. You I really look see at that now. coming earlier in the season. I thought these Oak State, yeah, yeah I thought they were better than they're that. They're legit, and and uh, you know now they're they're looking up at Texas. And that's why we say, where's where's your number at the end of the year? Where are you at at the end of the year? I know all these numbers look fancy and nice throughout the year, and it's fun. I I definitely get into it when my team's up there, but yeah. You got to wait till the end of the year to really be excited about where your team is. Certainly, certainly. So the odds are out uh, for Texas Baylor, and uh, the Horns open up as an eight-point favorite over the Bears for Friday's that'll, game at DKR Memorial Stadium. That might go up since it's at home. Possible, very, very, very possible. Kickoff set for eleven a.m. here uh, in in Austin. Uh, in the all-time series here, uh, Texas holds seventy-eight twenty-nine and four advantage. That includes forty-eight ten and two in Austin. Horns have won the last three straight games at home. Uh, Bears, uh, let's see. Uh, in, Actually, the Bears prevailed. Now that I was about to say, including last year, but the Bears actually prevailed. They beat Texas thirty-one twenty-four last year. That was a the third straight loss. Right. Yeah, I was. I would get my years totally mixed up. That's there. okay. Uh, so this week, um, you figured it out in real time. Horns traveled to uh, take that to Lawrence. Yeah, thank you. The, the <laughs> wheels were turning live on the air. Uh, yes, as as we all saw, the Horns went to uh, Lawrence to trounce the Jayhawks. With that dominant 55-14 Oh, victory. I bet that felt so good. And Baylor fell just short of that 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 upset of TCU, losing 29-28 on the, that last-second field goal. Yeah. Uh, and so Horn's going to be playing on a, a short week. Here's Steve Sarkeesian on that short week. we got a great challenge. Baylor's a very good football team, as we all know. And so we've got to prepare for a short week. A little different schedule for us. You know, we'll get back with the guys, have them in tomorrow, and um, review this film, make the correct off of this film and then Monday morning when they come back in it'll be all you know prep for for Baylor it's a short week by day it's a short week by kickoff time too with an 11 a.m. kick Friday so we got to get our bodies back we got to make sure we're fresh come Friday at 11. 
Sounds Horns, like a vacuum was going on in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> Horns really looked good from bell to bell on Saturday. Sure did. They really, really Absolutely did. Absolutely did. Uh, and uh, they, uh, Yahoo Sports uh, had an article that I saw. They were calling this, uh, they say Pete Kwiatkowski scoring defense is Texas best since 2009. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it? Is Pete Kwiatkowski actually finally doing a good job with the guys that he recruited? Yeah. Like we all said he would? Yeah. I know we last year time. was a big thing. What did I say? Give the man time to get the players he needs. Look at that. You're already reaping the benefits in year two. How about that? How about that? Funny how a little patience pays off, right? Man. What a difference. So it's quite possible that on Friday, with the matchup against Baylor, maybe the last time we ever see B. John Robinson in orange and white. Oh, man. Be still my beating heart. But you know what? We're going to be excited excited to watch him play in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, They still have a bowl game. Which, if it's not a big bowl game, do you expect him to play in that game? You well, think he will? Probably a little. I think, yeah. I think I knowing him as a little. person, yes. But you've seen some of these guys who know they're going to be top 10, top 5 picks in the draft who don't play in these bowl games because they don't matter. Like, you know, we're talking about the Cheez-It Bowl or I know they're not going to make anything like that. I think at, at, at least they'll probably make the Alamo Bowl if they went out. If they went, if they beat Baylor, actually, yeah, I saw them. But, uh, they, they were pegged if, right now, uh, projected to, in the Texas Bowl. If they lo- if they lose Baylor, if they lose to Baylor, and you know, so that puts them at what seven and six on the year. Yeah, they're not going to get a great bowl no. for that. So do you, I, I just wonder if he'll even play in that game. Well, and I maybe, wouldn't blame maybe a him of either snaps. way, whether he does or doesn't. Yeah, maybe even if it's for a couple snaps, just you know. You have your fine your 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 swan song, your final carries mm-hmm. uh in a postseason game. But man, that would be so frustrating if they didn't have a if they didn't make a big bowl game, especially for him. He's the no- number six rusher in the FBS. He's got fourteen hundred and one yards. His yards per rush, six point tw- uh, six point one two. That's number eighteen among rushers with at least a hundred carries. He's sixteen rushing touchdowns, number five in the season behind four players tied at eighteen. Um and when you look at what some of the numbers that he, he's out here doing, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. So you got two games left. Could be three, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not we get that Big 12 ga- uh, championship. Two games? One game. I'm sorry, yeah. One game left. Two, two games, games total Two with games could be one, yeah. 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 Uh, I was still living It'll be two games. I was still it'll living be, well, No matter week. what, it'll be, they will get a bowl game. So they got two games. Left. Not going to win a Heisman, unfortunately. No. Might win the Doak Walker Award. And you know what? I kind of put that on Sark a bit. Because Bijan was healthy this year. And there were games where he just kind of he just kind of disappeared, and I know they had to you know they had to throw the ball a little bit more on sometimes because they fell behind and needed to catch up. But and and I guarantee you, I think Sark would probably say the same thing. I would think he would take some of the blame on that because he didn't go to him when he should have or should have leaned on him a little bit more. I.e. the twelve carry game a couple games ago. Well, right? he was asked, you know, if if he made it a point to run the ball a little bit more this week. You know, we pride ourselves on running the ball, and clearly last week we did not. Uh, we did not do it the to the standard in which we do. Then the elements coupled with that kind of lend itself to you know we we got to have the ability to run the ball. I, I got asked before the game, what do you, you know what's going to be the key tonight, and my last comment was. Number five's got to show up tonight. You know, we're, we're going to need him in this ball game, and, and he certainly did. He had a heck of a game. Yes, he did indeed. So, so Bijan Robinson, he needs 97 yards to tie Jamal Charles for number four all-time in rushing yards. He needs two rushing touchdowns away from tying Sam Ellinger for number eight all-time. Seems pretty doable for that man. 
He's uh, two games left. Less than a hundred yards from uh, from passing uh, both Eric Metcalf and Roy Williams from number four all time in yards from scrimmage. How about that? He could climb as high as number three passing Texas legend Earl Campbell with three more touchdowns. And uh, there have been some dynamic duos, as we know, in Texas history. The combination of Bijan and uh, Roshan Johnson, though, apparently has uh, been a- among the best, uh, racking up uh, fifth most combined between the two. I love it. Uh, among some great names like Earl Campbell and Ham Jones, Sean Mitchell, Ricky Williams, Chris Gribbler, Steve Worcester, Ricky Williams, Sean Mitchell. Mm-hmm. There's some big names. Um, so, yeah. And that's what we talked about all offseason. Get the ball to your running backs. Because these are the guys that are going to carry you to a good season. Absolutely. And you know what? They did to to a fault. Because they still needed to see what they had with, with Quinn Ewers. Hudson got, then he got hurt. Hudson was playing. So they didn't really take the run game as seriously. Although he did have some big games during that time. But it just... I really felt like they could use them a lot more. And I feel like they would have won a couple more. Maybe a game or or maybe two, if they leaned on them a little bit. Hindsight's always twenty. I know, I know, I know. But it shows in their wins. They ran the ball, and they ran the ball well. Mm-hmm. And then that takes pressure off your quarterback, lets him kind of get into the game a little bit, get into a rhythm, find his receivers, and then you get the game rolling. But, yeah, like you said, hindsight it is what it is. It always is. We're still here. They're still going to have a fairly successful season. Quick Progress. update on uh, on one of the, the probably the brightest shining star in this upcoming recruiting class, Arch Manning, uh-huh. uh, has uh, begun the quest for the uh, Louisiana State Championship. Did so on Friday night with his uh, new Newman High School there. Uh, completed a, a highly efficient eight of ten passes for 196 yards, two scores, adding one on the ground as well. Uh, he's had a very dominant season, passing for a very impressive 2,230 yards, 34 touchdowns, and has not yet thrown an interception this year on uh, more than 200 pass attempts. Yeah, that's pretty Looking good. Looking pretty that's, good. Uh, pretty, pretty Arch good. Manning is, and so I, I think we're going to be we're all going to be very pleased once yeah. he arrives spring of uh, 2023. And don't be surprised if they redshirt him. That's probably the plan, especially if Quinn Ewers plays well. Uh, this offseason yeah. in training camp. And uh, the bowl projections right now, they've got uh, Georgia versus TCU in the Peach Bowl and uh, Ohio State USC. In what the do they, got, bowl, who do they got in the Rose Bowl over there? Rose Bowl. See if we can find that real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Should be one of the top six. Yeah, it's not on. Uh, is it? Uh, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl. Oh, there it is. Rose Bowl. Michigan, Oregon. Whatever. Sour grapes because <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't say Washington. Is that it? I mean, they're, they're, I've seen some projections where they have them. Yeah, that's all. It'd be fun to go back to the Rose Bowl. Well, coming up here on the bullpen, we're going to dive into the NFL. Jerry Jones liking what he's seeing. All of a sudden, he sees a Super Bowl contender. Oh, shocked. And I'm form- shocked. The former Longhorn looks like he's probably going to get the start tonight for Monday Night Football. 512 is the number you want to talk football. Give us a call. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. A resounding yes. Yes. Unequivocally, yes. Uh, I think we've had uh, adversity. We very easily could have some more adversity. Uh, but if we can get in there healthy and still uh, have games like the last two we just had on the road, and uh, we've got a, a deal coming up here this weekend, Thanksgiving Day. These Giants are playing really good football. They're a good football team. And so, yes, I think if we use the experience of what we're having in the, in the season, then we're going to be playoff ready. But I sure do think that uh, what I see out here right now is a, is the team like that you can go get a Super Bowl with. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones there thinking that he's got a Super Bowl contender this year. 
By the way, welcome back to the I bullpen. Mean, they look pretty good. <laughs> that that was a that was a big statement they showed they played or I, they did on. I didn't. On Sunday. I didn't really know what to think. I I I, I was taking the Vikings. I really was. Um, had they lost, I wouldn't have been surprised. But this drumming, this forty to three drumming unexpected, on the road. By the way, uh, I didn't expect that. I don't think CBS expected this because it, they they there was like five minutes left in the third quarter. CBS just cuts off to the yeah we're out. Let's go see what's going on over here with the Steelers. <laughs> I mean they they were just done. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was just an absolute beating. Dak Prescott beat down. could not be stopped. Uh, incredibly efficient, going uh, twenty two of twenty five for 260, uh, 276 yards. And uh, two touchdown passes. Well, I think you saw vintage Dak. You saw the Dak that I hope I get to see for 10 more years at least. Seriously. You saw Dak play the game that he and the coaches worked out to play. He was right on the mark. And he basically uh, made the kind of decisions, made the play calls, made uh, made any change of call at the line of scrimmage. And boy, he was on right on the money with what that all agreed as to how we'd play this team. When Dak Prescott does that, and he will do that because he's so great at taking what he has in the classroom, what he does at practice to the game, then that's why I look at him as quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys for a long time. Imagine not blowing a 14-point lead to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> be a very different story. Hindsight once again, but once again. oh my God. Now, two of those touchdown passes were to, were to Tony Pollard, which was, I mean, I, I love seeing Tony Pollard out there. He's Just, probably one of the fastest guys in the NFL. My God. Fantastic both in, in run and, and pass uh, for pass games for Dallas. Uh, led the team with 109 receiving yards on just six catches. Including a uh, 66-yard catch and run uh, for a touchdown. It was this was great. Deep. Pollard has the catch, and no one will touch him again. Touchdown, Dallas. This starts. Uh, it's a perfect throw by Dak Prescott. It was a perfect throw by Dak Prescott. <laughs> and, Thanks, Tony. <laughs> and Dak was asked, you know, why posing teams don't really account for Pollard's speed, very, you know, like they should. Uh, it's not my problem. Uh, they should turn. <laughs> they should turn on the tape and check him out. I mean, obviously, if it's him. Breaking runs from in the backfield or him catching the ball, swing routes or go balls. I've continued to say that guy's special. Uh, he can do a lot of different things to help this offense and this team, and he's just continuing to show up day in and day out. Dude needs more credit than he gets. I mean, 100%. Look, the, they're set up just like the Longhorns are, minus they have an elite quarterback, is they have two two of the best running backs in, in football, yeah. or at least the, one of the best tandems in football. I mean, they gotta lean, you got to lean on these guys, especially since Zeke is back and healthy. Yeah, he had 42 yards on 15 it's, carries. It's time. Yeah. It's time. Two rushing scores. Uh, Brett Mars, four field goals. Uh, four ridiculous field goals. Yeah, yeah. He had one from 60. He didn't have to hit it twice or something like a 50-yarder twice. Yeah, 60-yarder to end the first half. And, uh, he was on fire. Cowboys scored on every drive except two. The Vikings struggled mightily just to do anything. It was, it was, it was a, an ugly day. By the way, I'd like to thank Nick Hajda for having Brett Maher as his kicker on his fantasy team he got like 30 points which pretty much allowed him to get me my fourth straight loss after seven in a row <laughs> i'm not mad we did get to see the return of cooper rush finished the game at quarterback four for five 31 that? yards on his pass attempts you know what we didn't talk about what's that ben Danucci's back in uh, football did you see that i did not he's uh going to be the quarterback for the xfl seattle sea dragons oh the xfl 
How about that? Ben DiNucci. He's back. He's playing. Remember the original iteration of the XFL? He hate me. See, I was in college back then, uh, and and we were so excited for for this uh, no holds barred. It was so bad. It was so bad. Terrible. It was the the anticipation and buildup was like astronomically better than the game itself. Well, you know, one of their big selling points was uh, no fair no catches rules. and no, no rules. No pretty rules. much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you can take the you can take the the, the punt returner's head off. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's healthy. Uh, and That's yeah, smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Shocked it didn't work. It didn't last that Well, the long. only reason why it didn't work this time is because of the pandemic. I mean, it was well on its way to being a pretty good thing. Yeah. Well, let's it, hope The Rock can uh, they, hang on to it. They, I think they, they, they tried to make it a little bit less cartoonish this, this time around. Yeah, it, it was, just, it was just more of an alternative uh, place to play football because mm-hmm. you don't really, you have the NFL or you have Canada. <laughs> That's pretty much pretty it. Pretty much. So this gives you a you know these guys who are on the cusp who need a little bit more time refining their skills don't have to go to some like I don't know what are the what are some of these where's a uh, what's his name uh, Johnny Manziel's in like some random club league or something like that you play I don't know <laughs> just some, some pointless stupid thing Search like this that. is actually a legit professional you could almost call it minor league program for the NFL yeah. I mean look at PJ Walker he dominated the XFL. Got him a job in the NFL, although now he lost it to Baker Mayfield. But yeah, I don't really know. What's we'll see going how on there. we'll see how that all pans out. I, Either I, way, it's fun. It's a fun alternative to the NFL, especially because they don't play at the same time. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's a nice change, and I really we re- it was very well received last in 2020. It was more it was more well received than I expected it to be, yeah. and I guess because I had I had uh, the product a, 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 my own bad. prejudgments from you know the original XFL, which nobody was impressed by. Yeah, and then what was the UFL or whatever that they just tried to do that was totally trash. Yeah. Nobody watched it. They all played in Alabama or Birmingham. Did uh, arena that that went that went under too, didn't it? I, think, I, I don't know. I have I feel like I haven't heard anything about it. John Elway was known on one of those teams, I think. And from what I heard, that was Kurt that Warner was was was, right. was a stud who had to play in there to that's get into right. the NFL. Uh, I, I heard some good things about Arena. I never I never really watched yeah, much of it. I remember Spokane and Portland had a league, so they'd we kind of see games like that occasionally. So you got to kind of you got a little taste of what that was like, and it was fun to watch. Like it's hard to get into those games if you don't know the players, honestly, or if it's not your hometown team. So I can see why it wouldn't why it probably failed eventually. Sure. Just. Interest just is just completely gone sure. at that point. Hey, uh, where do you see Odell Beckham ending up? Because he's he's basically it's going to be either New York or Dallas, and he's he's tweeting goo goo eyes to both. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. I thought he was going to be a cowboy at this point, but well, now that he hasn't, by now since he hasn't, I would I don't know where he's. So going. after the win, he tweeted out. He says uh, he says they went crazy, and then he uh, tweeted out. Uh, Eyes like the wide eyes, the googly eyes, stirring, stirring the pot on social media, uh, and then other Cowboys players jumping in there. But then he also tweeted out that he misses Saquon Barkley. So, oh my God, yeah. just Make sign sure. somewhere. Shut it. up and sign somewhere. I get it. Nobody wants, uh, I, and that's the thing. People are just loving hanging off, you know, every tweet that he does. And of course, every single one is going to be like a subtweet or mm-hmm. subtle something or conspiracy theory this. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, no, just make a choice. Are you healthy? Sign somewhere and shut up and go play. You're not that cool anymore. Maybe it's just me. Well, the clock's certainly ticking. You know, time waits for no man. Find that out if you wait too long. Why do we care so much? We thought I thought he had good numbers last year. He only had like 
what, 300 yards total last year? Like, he was a total, uh, what do you call it? He was a total... Uh, underachiever? Not an underachiever, but he was uh, he was like a pawn. You know, he was he was the guy that you thought you were gonna, he was going to get the ball thrown to him, and he you know he'd get a decoy, guy, a decoy. Thank you, a decoy. He was yeah. a decoy most of the time. Well, if he served his role, I guess. Either way, but I'm well. They you. don't want him back. So you. did he serve his role? Dude needs to to, to shut up. Amen. Uh, did you see what happened uh, over in Houston? Commanders just rolled right over him. Yeah. I mean, absolutely rolled right over. Yeah. Possibly one of the worst games Davis Mills has ever had, and that is saying something. You know, and I was thinking about that. I was watching the game a little bit, and then I turned it off because it was getting hard to watch. But you got to commend Davis Mills for what working his ass off to be the starting quarterback of that team. I know you don't. In the, Anybody the game, could be look, a starting during quarterback. The game, a dead body could be a starting quarterback. Well, of that team clearly he's doing something right because there are backups on that team, and they're still not getting a shot. So the fact that he's still playing means he's doing something right. I just commend him. It means Lovey Smith is lazy. Going out there and, he has and getting else. his ass kicked every week, and he works. I know he works hard. Look, I'll give him all that. week. I'll give you that to and get to too. the game. Fair enough. We we are very critical of the Texans and Davis Mills for good reason. He he he's not a starting quarterback of the NFL, but you know what? He goes out there and gives it his all every single day to make sure he stays the starting quarterback. For some reason, it helps when you've Houston got nobody team. else and nobody. Sure, but to give him credit, he's played himself to maintain that a role on that team. Although, albeit once he's gone from there, he ain't ever going back to a team. He, he may be a third stringer. Houston had five yards, five yards in the first half, six rushing yards on nine carries. Of the Texans' seven first half possessions, four ended in three and outs. There was a pick six, there was a punt after six plays. Owen oh, and Davis Mills knelt to end the half. <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't um, see that. And so the the Texans finished with 148 total yards of offense, 21 of which came on the ground. Uh, it, absolutely. The Washington stifled Damian yeah. Pierce completely. Yep. They averaged a mere 2.7 yards a play. They went uh, 2 of 13 on third down. Of the 10 non-kneel drives, Houston mustered 11 first downs. Ouch. But Davis Mills was sacked five times. Uh, the commanders walked away with nine total tackles for loss. I mean, it was just an absolute. Dunk. Mills completed nine to thirty-three pass, nineteen to thirty-three passes for one hundred and sixty-nine yards. Uh, the sixth time in seven games that the Commanders have held the opposing offense to under two hundred yards in the air. So, thank God for the Rockets. Thank God for the Astros. What does Levy Smith say? He's making no changes to Davis Mills. He's making no changes to Pap Hamilton either, who's I mean, pretty much the only guy that can call plays on that team. I don't blame him. I mean, you would think if he's going to stick around, if if they keep him around this offseason, he's probably going to make a lot of different changes. But Houston I mean, he's got a roll at this point. Already. He's got a roll with what he's got. Yeah, he he took he took a tough. This is the he team he had. It's not his there. fault. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, listen, I I, I know him, it's not his fault. You got to give coaches time. But I mean, you're talking about a team that has waited every single year since the iteration of this Houston well, Texans team to do something. You can't give him and less the than McNairs a year. The McNairs would rather. Play buddy buddy with the Astros, then actually worry about their uh, their Houston Texans. Uh, that's probably why he'll get more time. Yeah, I know the fans are calling for his head, but he's not going anywhere. Yeah, as he shouldn't. Hey, do you remember that uh, that faded Tom Brady f- flag that was autographed that the guy sued over? He said he let the Patriots use it and they ruined it, cost him a lot of money. No. We're hearing about that. No. Yeah, it was a while back. Um, this guy named Dan- Daniel Vital he loaned the he loaned the Patriots this Tom Brady signed flag, and uh, they mishandled it, ruined it. So uh, he's now gotten a brand new flag from Tom Brady. 
The signature says it's four times larger than the original, and he thinks it's likely <laughs> worth probably more than the original pr- appraised value of $1 right. million. Dollars. So he'll probably sell it. Yeah. Maybe that's what Brady ought to do probably when he what retires, he if he ever retires. Just sell his merchandise, yeah. his memorabilia? Yeah, why not? I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it, it hurts a hell of a lot less than getting hit. You sell a, you sell a Tom Brady football uh, Super Bowl ring, you're going to be making millions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Millions and millions and millions. Yes, indeed. That's about it for millions us today here on the bullpen. Uh, real quick note: the uh, world is watching as uh, people are playing that sport they call football. FIFA. Uh, we call USA soccer. have won nothing on, uh, on Wales. Apparently, apparently there's a lot of chaos too. Qatar is not doing well. Uh, uh, fans were apparently wrapped around like hundreds deep trying to get paper tickets because the app oh. crashed as they were all trying to get in to see the England-Iran Don't game. even get me started on the human rights violations they did just to get those stadiums up. I watched John Oliver last night. It is disgusting what they did to those people. Welcome to welcome to Qatar. I understand, but still, it's horrific. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's and the sad thing is, we're all gonna still watch. Uh, not, me. not me. I know you won't. I, 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 you, you, I like soccer. Have they the U- didn't deserve this from the beginning. But have here the they U.S. Are. men get to like the semifinals? Maybe I'll watch. That's it for us. Paul Feinbaum's up next. See you tomorrow. See you.